Believe it or not, I used to go to church a lot. At some point, I also told people that I wanted to be a priest. Now, where did I go so, so right? I guess, partially, I wanted to become a priest because I knew I was gay, and since priests don't marry, I thought that was one way out from being asked the very annoying question, when are you going to get married? Considering how I was an avid churchgoer, my parents also wanted to show me off, so they would sign me up for Sunday school, which then gradually transformed into me being an altar boy. Always wanting to stand out, I didn't settle for the menial altar boy job of following priests around, holding chalices or incense burners. Instead, I wanted to read the Bible out loud. At the time, I already had some credentials under my belt, further strengthening my claim to the Bible reading throne, which was normally done by adults. I won a couple of Bible reading competitions, and people generally viewed me as this pure boy, a child of God. Nothing very exciting happened during my first service as an altar boy, but something happened the second time around. I was 11, prepubescent. Before the Saturday Mass started, I went with one of the deacons into a changing room where he helped me to get into this robe that altar boys wear. He helped me get out of my shirt and placed a robe over me just to check how it would look on me. It was all very hands-on. Now, the setup for a tale of child molestation is great. But fortunately, that didn't happen. What happened instead was that he gave me the biggest altar boy robe that he could find, and somehow, in his eyes, which were probably fucked from reading God's words too many a time, he told me that it looked perfect. I wasn't familiar with how to be confrontational way back when, so I just smiled back and told him that I thought so too. The service then started and I made my way down the hall with the other altar boys, the deacons, and the priest. I found it very, very hard to walk properly even after folding the robe a couple of times, but I had to persevere. When it was my turn to climb the staircase to head to this raised stage where the altar was, I climbed very carefully, but I guess not careful enough because I tripped on my long robe banged my head on the hard wooden altar, and the entire hall went, Ooh. I think that really was the time that all of God's influence over my life left me, leaving nothing but a big bump on my head for a couple weeks. This episode, let's talk about religion, or rather, anti-religion. Hi, Edgelings. This is Andy or Andrew, and you're listening to Edgy, but like, make it gay. A rather cringy podcast where I talk about my edgy, gay takes on things, either by myself or with friends. I grew up in a rather Catholic household. My family would go to church regularly up until the moment that my parents separated. I used to be pretty religious, enjoying the tales that the Bible had to offer, turned agnostic for quite some time, and now I guess I'm a pretty flaky atheist. 
I hate organized religion and everything it stands for, so I thought, why not rant about it with somebody else? Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome the first repeat offender of the series, The Love of My Life, the skinny legend who recently started his PhD, Mike! Hi, baby. Hello. <laughs> Care to share what your drag name would be in light of this episode? Wait, wait, what's my drag name? I know we talked about this. Yes, we talked about this. <gasps> Welcome to the stage, Antichrist. <laughs> what's okay. your drag name? Maya Lin. Oh, yeah, it's so sad. No, it's not sad. Like, Lin, it's like Asian it. Oh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the topic of our last episode oh, yeah, together. Yeah, but like Maya Lin, like Maya Angelou, but Lin. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Maya Angelou, but make it Asian. Yeah, and for my final drag outfit, I'll wear like wraps of blanket. Mm-hmm. For the people who who aren't doing their PhD in biology or neuroscience, Maya Lin is the fatty shit that's around your axon. Not fatty shit, fatty sheath. Sorry, I'm Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's start things off with a routine exercise. On a holy scale, from 1 to 10, how tired of you of the scale exercise? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I have it, I have it, I have it. 666. (laughs) Should have been 6.66, yes. No, 666. But it's not within 1 to 10. It's a holy scale. There is no ceiling. Sky is the <laughs> limit. <laughs> okay, well, mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, so since you thought the previous time you were here, you were being too serious, let's have fun talking about something else. About the biggest moot point in the history of humanity, religion. So when we first started dating, I used to pray before every single meal. How did that make you feel? Awful. I hated it. I told you, too, I yeah. think. Like, every time he did, we would sit down in public fucking places. Menza. Oh, yeah, that's true. 900 people around. Andrew <laughs> would take out his his Tiffany necklace. <laughs> it was a white gold necklace. It wasn't Tiffany's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then he would, like, crucify himself. And I would look away ashamedly, hoping that nobody would see me who knows me. <laughs> Yeah, I also remember that you used to, like, look away for some reason. I thought it was to give me privacy, but was it more like you were embarrassed? Like, I was ashamed for you. (laughs) I think it is so weak. Like, as a gay person, like, I think gay people should not have a religion. Mm. Same for trans people. Everybody under the LGBT people in this community don't need a religion. Like, if you want to have one, sure, go ahead. But I think you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to want to belong to a community that has hunted you down for literally centuries. And even if you're like, oh, but I'm a part of X religion that never killed anybody for their sexuality, I don't believe you. Yeah. So you're wrong. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, uh, to that, I apologize. I've stopped doing that. So, Mike. What is your relationship with religion? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you love to hate it? Hmm. 
Good question. Long so short answer. I fucking hate religion, which I think I've made abundantly clear already. But so when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I desperately tried to be religious. Like I visited this thing called Kirchentage in Germany, which is church days. So like the little Jesus freaks would congregate somewhere in Germany for a week, and then there. Wait, be... what are Jesus freaks? No, I mean this is just like people, like teenagers and ad- and adults that believe in in Jesus. Ah, so not kids, not little. No, 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 okay. no. And they would congregate somewhere, and then there'd be like this massive congregation. Like you would have Bible study here, concerts there, in, there at churches. I went to two: one in Cologne, one in Hanover. And churches were were definitely like a part of this, but it was also like conference halls, all of this. Mm. It was so weird because you would go to these like rock concerts, and the the guys would sing in German, of course. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. All the but the, like, are they like pastors? No, no, no. No, they're musicians. No? They're musicians. Oh, musicians. And they okay. just sing about God and like, and all the people would stand there with their hands raised mm, high, and then yeah. they'd be like, they pretend they'd be in trance. In trance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then they cry a little bit. Oh, Jesus is right here. I can feel her. Mm-hmm. Do they also speak in tongues? Like pretend like they speak in? No, no. I think that that is very American. I, I've mm-hmm. never seen this in Germany. But mm. so I got over this like phase within a couple of years. And then I just like I sort of tried coming back when my when my cousin died. So so he died when he was nineteen. I was eighteen, and like at that point, I was like sort of lost because I didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. Like mm-hmm. I, I'd had losses in my family before, but that was really the first time that it really touched me, and I was old enough to sort of mm. grasp what that meant. And then I tried to come back, but it didn't really work, and I. The next, I don't know, five or so years, I was more split, but already developing to be like from like an atheist to an anti-theist, which mm-hmm. is like the position I have now. And I'm, I have a feeling that I'm becoming ever more militant about my views. Mm. So, yeah, of course, talking about um, both our religions, one question that came up was, of course, did you also go to church like I did when you were growing up? So no, I'm, I'm no. I was raised very German Christian, right? Northern German Christian, which really meant we had to go to church once a year. That Not was, twice. No, once Christmas. Easter. No, Christmas. <laughs> Did you believe that Jesus was resurrected? No, no, no. He like, died. No. Well, he died. I don't think he ever really existed. No, <laughs> I know that. I, I I think so too. But like in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know why we celebrate Easter. Our like, Bibles are the same, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's basically the same. The more I talk to Mike about the religions that we grew up with, the more I actually notice differences between our religions. Some educational moments. Mike grew up Protestant and I grew up Catholic. Back in Indonesia, there was clear distinction between these two subsets of Christianity, with separate churches, practices, and even boxes to tick for the religion section of our ID cards. I knew that Catholics consume the body of Christ, aka bread, during masses, while Christians don't. And Christians also don't pray to Mother Mary while Catholics do. But I was a bit more interested in the history of the split between Protestants and Catholics. You can probably find this information on YouTube, but I find it fascinating. So this segment is here to stay. Catholic, one thing. Christian, another thing. But do you know what the difference is? Yeah, Martin Luther. Before he came around, all you had was what was then called Christianity, Mm -hmm. essentially Catholics. Mm -hmm. And these people would do all the crazy shit that we know Christianity for. 
right? Inquisition, burning mm. women as witches, but also having people pay for their sins, right? I'm I'm sure yeah. you I'm sure you, you don't know about this. Okay, so no. in the in the Middle Ages, we basically had a theocratic rule, right? Like yes. so Europe was ruled by non-science, by idiots mm-hmm. who believed in religion, and they kept people dumb, right? People couldn't read the Bible or whatever. Because the priests had so much power, what they would do is like, oh, you've sinned, so pay us. So give us money. Instead of like praying our fathers. Yes. So it's a really dark chapter. So this was basically how everything was ruled under Christianity's like Mm -hmm. evil greed, Mm -hmm. basically. I mean, that's what religion is all about even today. Sure, even today. But but today it's it's a bit more subtle, I would think. Right? So you have these like donation mega churches. Yeah, these collection... No, 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 but even, like, worse, you have these, like, money churches in the U.S., right? Where yes, they're like, that's true. Like, mm-hmm. give us money and then God will give it back or some shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And people pay them all their money. Mm-hmm. But now you at least have a choice. But in the Middle Ages, people thought, okay, if I don't pay for my sins, I will go to hell. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will spend eternity mm-hmm. in hell. And then uh, Martin Luther came around he was like, okay, I want church to be more democratic. I want people mm-hmm. to have access to religion and without all the shitty baggage, right? Without mm-hmm. hell, without paying for your sins. So he wrote down theses mm-hmm. of things that are wrong with Catholicism, nailed them to a door, and then it spread. <laughs> nailed. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then this basically caused the the... An internal rupture in the church, which then caused them to split apart. They're basically the same. I mean, they're... they're, Well, I mean, there is... Why are you offended? No, 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 I'm not offended. I'm just saying, like, if you have to choose, choose Protestants. (laughs) 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 So you were offended. No, 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 I'm I'm not offended. I just think Catholicism is even more wrong than Protestants. Okay, why do you think that is? Well, so, I mean, women's rights, even though they were terrible in all religion, were much better under Protestants. So Catholics seemed to be much more conservative than the the Protestants. I do have to agree with Mike regarding how conservative Catholicism is. Back home, it almost seemed that I barely knew about my Protestant friends going to church while my Catholic friends go to church every single week. It goes without saying that having religion and doctrines all around you while growing up, perhaps that had something to do with my current aversion towards religion? Moving on to how religion affected your life. How did it, first of all, shape your teenagehood? My teenage years were were obviously shaped by religion, not only because I was sort of dabbling with religion, but I also dabbled with witchcraft, witchcraft, which oh, yes, really, and, oh, and, and okay. tarot cards and all. Of, like I, I sort of read, you're you're a lost teenager and you're trying to find your way. So what do you do? You turn to something that's bigger than you, mm-hmm. and that's what I was trying to do. So it definitely shaped what I thought I knew and wanted. Until I became older and I was like, this is all stupid. Uh, were you also obsessed with Illuminati? No. No? No. I was, Why? I don't know. Like, I, I was sort of dabbling more in the... Because, I like, I had a goth oh, phase in mm-hmm, high school, mm-hmm. right? So we were more like... I was more into, like, witchcraft, Satanism. The occult. The occult, yes. This shit just feels like conspiracy, right? It's just like the Freemasons. But don't you think it's a conspiracy about the occult? About, like, how there's a greater force working in the background. Don't okay. roll your eyes like that. <laughs> oh, I'm rolling my eyes so hard. Like, what? But, like, you have this talent of phrasing shit 
in a way that just, especially when you talk about religion, that just makes my eyes roll. Remember when you were like, I believe in the power of the universe. Yeah. And the universe thinks. And like, we had an argument about this for nine years. I, because I remember reading an article somewhere and I used to say this a lot. Why do you think it's stupid? The, the universe isn't a thing like that. It is a thing. It's not a thing with intent, right? It, it doesn't direct people. It's, it's not a puppeteer. Like, the universe doesn't care about yeah, you. Yeah, because the universe is the playing field. Yeah, sure. But the, the, the thing that I object to is the thinking that the universe has a will, right? It doesn't do shit. It doesn't care, right? If humans are dead tomorrow, everybody would be fine. The universe. Not, yeah, that, that's not what I'm saying, right? What I'm saying is, what. well, not what I'm saying, just for the record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like, fine. I believe a bit of it still, but mm. like, oh my God. <laughs> but like... It's not that the universe is the puppeteer. I think it's as much the puppeteer as it is the playing field. I don't know how to say it properly, but I used to uh, read this uh, Deus Ziva Natura. I can't remember. <laughs> Look at me like that. It must have been so important to you if you can't even remember it. Um, like the three Yeah, exa- exactly. It's not important to me right now anymore. Wow, you moved on. Look at you. Yeah. yeah, but you believe a bit of it still. Like, kind of, mm-hmm. because just in case, you know. Oh, so you're basically a proponent of Pascal's wager. I'm too dumb for that. <laughs> you're you're familiar with this, right? Pascal was like, "Hey, so you have two choices: believe in God, don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. So which choice should you make?" He says, "Well, what do you have to lose if you don't believe in God? Right? If you mm-hmm. declare mm-hmm. you're an atheist." Mm-hmm. And he says. Everything. If you're wrong, eternal damnation, blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. this shit. But if you're right, you basically gain nothing. But then if, if God really exists? I mean, to a certain extent, yes, but not like the Christian God. If God is oh, the universe, sorry, then I so, believe in the universe. So, sorry, I need to interpret for the listeners at home. Mm-hmm. I keep rolling my eyes every time Andrew opens his mouth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let me be let me feel my feelings yeah it's just like this like new agey bullshit i don't right? think it's new agey i mean albert einstein believed li- like, no, like this no 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 albert einstein didn't believe in fucking god he didn't believe internet said so it wasn't too long ago that i let go of most if not all sorts of belief that I had in a higher power, shifting from agnosticism to atheism. This very quote-unquote new age belief that I had in nature being God was first proposed by Baruch Spinoza, and it just fascinated me when I was in high school, which I don't agree with anymore. He wrote, Whatever is, is in God, and nothing can exist or be conceived without God. The idea that God doesn't judge, doesn't punish, doesn't reward, and God just is because life just is. This God persona that we learned in scriptures of organized religions are nothing but projections of either our imagination or arrogance. This false belief that we are the chosen creature so greatly loved by a deity, an unrequited love. Humans loved the concept of God so much that we literally wrote a love diary of how we would want God to use us, punish us, and then reward us for doing exactly what God says. One of the scriptures, the Bible, 
a pretty good storybook, if I must say myself. What's your favorite part of the Bible? Oh, that is a really good question. Or let's start with, who's your favorite character? Oh, Job. Job is the one that was the object of a bet between Satan and God. Well, he was a play ball. So, I see. So God basically betted like Job's soul and eternal damnation in a, in a bet against Satan. Let me guess. Old Testament? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the vengeful God. The vengeful God, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like 20 pages later, he's really nice, I promise. <laughs> but but like, why do you like him? I don't like him. I like the... I, I like, like the story. I like the story I for see. exposing what it what it does. It's all shit. <laughs> yes. How can you believe in, in somebody who has absolute power, who's omnipotent, but who's dumb enough to bet against Satan and not know the outcome? And sorry, by the way, just because I'm shitting on Christianity, it's just because I am I grew up around Christianity. I find all your other religions also stupid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think that my favorite character, uh, as I've mentioned to you time and time again, is definitely Moses um, because he killed somebody. But what I like about Moses is like the magic. He's literally a witch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, hey, by the way, this water is blood. And then what do you hear? Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love it. And then I the... think my favorite magic part of his, <gasps> where he firebed the bush. Yeah, I was about to say that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's he, so good. Like, he's talking to a bush that's on fire mm-hmm. i think it's so i mean it's amazing it's so dumb yeah like, can you imagine you you walk out into the desert mm-hmm. you see this dude that's talking to a forest fire and you're like <laughs> jesus oh my god that's crazy. no jesus is after it's god fine god mm-hmm. after the break our stance, and the things we despise most about organized religions. Religious people, they're also like so hung up on the concept of like life after death, which is, I guess, counterintuitive, right? But what do you think happens to us after death? Okay, so when I was a kid, seven eight i Mm -hmm. i remember uh i asked my dad i think like so when you die right do you just have to spend eternity in a casket oh i in a coffin wouldn't that be very boring (laughs) (laughs) so so i do think like this concept of life after death is actually intuitive Mm -hmm. because you you just cannot fathom what happens when you die right Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to imagine lights out Mm -hmm. and you're done for forever Mm -hmm. i think this sort of goes away when you grow up and you you learn that things are just not black and white like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. actually it is just black and white like this but some people just cling to this notion of uh, i will live forever in some reduced sense Mm -hmm. or even in some purer sense which Mm -hmm. i find even weirder like you you leave this bodily cage this Mm -hmm. vessel behind and then you go up to jesus and then like you give each other hand jobs or Mm -hmm, whatever mm -hmm. like no but what i also i think i really liked about the fact that people who are so religious like first of all they 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 want this life after death situation to definitely happen right they also believe that humans they were created in the image of god 
And if humans can be so arrogant to believe that they will live on forever, doesn't that mean that God is also just as arrogant, if not more? I don't get that. No? <laughs> like, no, I don't agree with it. Like, I agree with the general notion that it's sort mm -hmm. of arrogant that this entire universe was made just for us. This happy cosmic accident that we're the result of is really not an accident, but it's a purposeful thing that some yeah. higher being willed into existence mm -hmm. just for these idiots that walk around on Earth. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know how people can be this, like, deluded. Yeah. Do you have anything more to add? Yes. So, so I must, I must come out here. I, I must out myself. I really hate Lil Nas X's music. Hey! <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad gay, I know. But what I really love is okay. how he challenges everything about religion and these sort of traditional values that especially American, but also other societies hold still by being like so absurd mm -hmm. uh, in his portrayal of Satan and religion. Mm -hmm. And also like he combines it obviously with, with being gay. And I love that. And Nike. <laughs> and Nike, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, that's copyright infringement. So, friends back home used to tell me that being anti-religion is edgy. Why do you think that is? I mean, I guess you, it, because it's so... Where you're from, it's so non-mainstream. It's even anti-mainstream. Indonesia is so inundated with religious displays of, of multiple kinds. Mm -hmm. So it does sort of feel edgy. Mm -hmm. But if you go to other places that are a little bit more, I don't know, open when it comes to this topic, like Norway, for example, or Scandinavia in general, mm -hmm. you will find that most people are, for all intents and purposes, atheists. Right. Right. Churches are dying out. All of this is decreasing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's edgy there. Like, I think so, too. But, like, uh, I'm glad that you didn't mention Germany. So, in that sense, are you edgy? I don't think so. So I think there are a lot of functional atheists in Germany. Mm -hmm. But I think we still have remnants of this pressure that you see in the media in the US, mm -hmm. where labeling yourself an anti-theist or even just an atheist mm -hmm. is sort of looked down upon. So even my parents, who are not religious in, in any valid sense, yeah. maybe privately, but they don't talk about it. They didn't raise me with it. So they yeah, didn't definitely. They, they didn't think it was important enough to pass on. Mm -hmm. And the same holds for my sister, who's a little bit younger. Yeah. So even in that time span, they didn't change their minds. But they, they identify as Christians. Yeah. But don't. I, I don't think it has any merit. It's just really, hey, I have this label that I can hide behind. I can get buried in a graveyard. Mm -hmm. I can get married in church. Mm -hmm. So it's because all these extra privileges come with being religious in a very religious society that most people are still religious. But I don't think it makes me edgy to be an atheist or an anti-theist in Germany. Coming back into that then. Uh, so in your opinion, regarding like religion in general, what is the ickiest thing about it? Especially modern day mm. religion. I think a lot of the problems with religion come to this understanding of dogma religious people think their religion is right yes so they have this inherent conviction that they are right and that that they were being taught what is right and that everybody else is wrong and then they they, they hide behind benevolence and all that shit to tell people how they should behave and what they should do and i find that very icky and then these like 
white suburban people claim that they understand everybody and can prescribe what they should and shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And this extends all the way from having kids to not having kids to who they want to fuck, who they Mm -hmm. shouldn't fuck, who they should marry. When they should fuck. All of this. Mm. Right. And then you have this sort of these inherently exploitative structures in general, which I find very icky. Mm-hmm. So this has been publicized in, in the media recently all over the world with pedophiles being within high religious ranks in, yes. in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So you have this rampant phenomenon of, of child abuse. Mm-hmm. And people just tolerate this. Yeah. I mean, not in general. So the numbers of people who are coming to religion are, are slowing down. And I think mm-hmm. people are even exiting faster. Mm-hmm. Right, like not teaching young women about their periods because yeah. they're gross. This, yeah. Right, they're they're bleeding, and it's like this like inherited sin yeah. that women have. It is mind boggling. I think it is so irresponsible. It is like very exclusionary sure. in that sense. Like, and then you you have this another portion of this, which I think a lot of people will hate. Uh, a lot of people will hate what I have about to say. But this idea of cleanliness in many ways, and this Mm -hmm. starts with virginity, which is very wrong to begin with, but it goes even deeper. So so circumcision. Yes. uh, Especially female circumcision, of course, because this is a much more detrimental thing to have done to you. So female circumcision is, of course, there are different levels to it, but presumably it is done to suppress the female horniness. And I think that is so wrong. It's literally making a container of a woman, of a human being, to just basically bear children. Yeah, but but I mean, that's the idea that religion puts forth anyway, mm-hmm. right? Women are the ground that the men plant their seed into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I find all of that really icky. I yeah. mean, if, if people want to decide to get circumcised, that that's your deal. But mm-hmm. justifying it with this religious tradition i find so wrong and appalling but another thing that is icky to me is you know how like in indonesia we have maybe now six main religions which are recognized in your identity card Mm -hmm. people are encouraged to accept each other but like if the ground rule of your religion is literally to believe in this one god like how could you dissociate between the two I think that when you're a religious person, inherently, you're not good. I think that people, for example, uh, my friends from back home, people who say that they can accept any other religion, they're not religious. And people who say that they cannot accept other religions, then they're just not good people. Right. Mm-hmm. So so I, I find this very edgy, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> okay. But I, I agree with portions of that. So... When I was a little bit younger, I had the same sort of view, like, when you're religious and you actually believe in in religion, you should take the Bible as a whole, literally. Yes. So, so I'm not sure I stand by that still, but I used to have the belief that cherry-picking just the Bible verses that agree with your morality, no matter how misguided or good Mm -hmm. they are, is just, that's not good enough. Yeah. Right? You say religion is universal truth. And the basis for this universal truth is Holy Book X. Yeah. Then you should, first of all, know every word. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I, and I mean this literally. You should know every word from cover to cover mm-hmm. because this is what you're basing your life on. Exactly. But I mean, so people will respond to this, I think, by being like, oh, no, but underlyingly, all of the religions are the same. They're mm-hmm. just 
they they codified sort of common knowledge in different ways and stories and it's all just like we should all love each other blah 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 but also gay people should die mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it is so stupid regarding like the cherry picking if they really want to do it based on what the bible says then bury your fucking poop inside the ground don't put it in the toilet don't yeah. eat shrimp yeah and like don't jerk off mm-hmm. right don't wear mixed fabric don't talk to women when they're when they're menstruating yeah, exactly and also like the bible is such fucking bullshit Like, when gay people fuck, we don't turn to stone. Yeah, that's true. The land doesn't get flipped. No. If I call God to, like, strike me... Ooh, I'm scared a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. No, you're you're with me. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. In Jesus' name, I pray, strike me down here and now if you exist. With? Thunder, lightning, and butt plugs. And then I need to say... There, there is more I have to say about religion and 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 gays. Like it makes me so uncomfortable when you have these re- like these weird new age religiousy gay people mm-hmm. who are like I don't know RuPaul is like the best example of this. I mean he he's problematic for a multitude of reasons, but everything he says has this undercurrent of of unreflected Jesus worship, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand. It makes me uncomfortable, and I don't think these people should have the cultural influence that they that they have. Mm-hmm. Why do we have to be hung up on this God trope when these when the followers of religions are literally the ones that kill us? Exactly. Uh, you should listen to like cool gay atheists like Stephen Fry, mm-hmm. who's awesome. And he also reads, he's the, the voice actor behind the English versions of the audiobooks of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. It's beautiful. And he's not that problematic. I would just like to comment here that I love Mike's enthusiasm when it comes to making cool gay atheists like Stephen Fry hip and awesome. As I've mentioned earlier, this episode is a big moot point. But before we go, I would just like to know if Mike thinks that religious people can also be good people and vice versa. Or what he would like to see religions do moving forward. I don't know. Yeah, no. You you can be a good person and be religious. An extremely religious person, like what, uh, the current Pope, as good as he's trying to make himself look with how many gay people he's trying to bless or like Ferrari owners that he's trying to bless or something, he can never be good. Don't you think so? I mean, this is a very easy example because he stands for everything I hate, right? Not only... So I don't think I made this clear throughout the duration of the podcast. So it's not just organized religion that I have a problem with. I have a problem with faith in general. So a faith in God is is wrong and it gets... This wrongness gets amplified when it's a religious organization. So when it's sort of a mobilized movement. So I do think I hate the Pope more so for the symbol that he is, for the role that he embodies, and for the structures that he upholds than for the person that he is. So I do think you can be a an okay person and still be religious. Though, especially for the Pope, he is complicit in all the wrong that religion subjects the world to and i don't think like like i think that if religions would like to absolve themselves they should just kill themselves i don't think that's what they should do what they should do is like redistribute all all of the wealth 
that they accumulated over the last centuries. Yeah, Just, they, they should do that before they kill themselves. Mm. Mm. So, so, I mean, especially in Europe, uh, the church is a substantial landowner be, because of true. all the payments that they received for the sinning that I mentioned in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they should, if they were actually immaterialistic and if it was just about religion and faith which it's not right we all know it's not but if it were then they would give everything not to charity but maybe to to the country that they're located in so that they can redistribute it Mm -hmm. or sell it for for a good purpose like all of this but this will never happen because religion is a structure of power it doesn't have anything to do with charity before we stop, I want to say one more thing. If you're religious, go fuck yourself. You can't, like, you can't <laughs> I really won't say do. that. What do you want? You say Religion, to me, is like a void built on a mound of corpses from the distant past, all in the name of God. A millennium ago, religion was perhaps more important in human culture, but now it is more like a relic that people are just so unwilling to let go. It is so ingrained within humanity as a whole because it is so easy to fall back into faith in a higher power when things can't really be explained. As humanity accrues knowledge, we can explain so many things without the need to give in to the phenomena being mysterious. Despite this, fearing divine judgment, people beautify their temples while their insights rot and ridden with plague, praying to this deity up in the skies for what? Forgiveness? Peace? If we are just God's playthings, I doubt God can even hear our prayers. To end this episode, here's a poem I wrote about my thoughts on God, called God's Ears. God adores it when people fear. God hates it when things are dear. God is afraid humans far and near only pray to God when things are drear. No religion, faith, and people sneer. You see religion, its motives clear. Power, segregation, money, not cheers. Cut religion, how'd people persevere? God is loving. God is insincere. God's only nice when your piety coheres. So many wars, why won't God interfere? Accepted, God's shit, no need to be austere. I shout, I shout, to deafen God's ears, for God listens not to people queer. So stop the prayers, stop the tears. God does not exist, no need to disappear. This is Andy, or Andrew, and you're listening to Edgy, but like, make it gay. If you like this cringe fest of a podcast, then I probably like you too. Where did you find this podcast? Spotify? Apple Podcast? Eh, I guess wherever you get your podcast from. Music this episode is by Waterboy and Dream Heaven. New episode coming out in two weeks. Bye bye.